Just check the clock and you already know what time it is. Tune in to Talk To Me Tyler T. It's real, uncensored, uncut. Let's get it.
Check, 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 check. You are now tuned in to Talk To Me Tala T with the one and the only Tala T. So today, man, I got a special guest in the building with me. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself, and then we're going to get on with the show. Hey, man, it's your boy Cam, Cam Will. Uh, giving all honor to God being here, being blessed with this opportunity to be here with Tala T. Uh, <laughs> nothing but a true uh, blessing and an honor. So, yeah, we're here. It's time to go in. No pay, no pee. No cap. <laughs> so, um, so what we're going to be discussing today is um, more so, like, about religion, uh, spirituality. And I just wanted to, you know, let the people let the people know about that. So, um, let's just go. Let's just go with, like, spirituality versus, like, religion. How do you view those two? <sighs> That's a great question. Because um, I... I I'll put it like this on the difference between two spirituality. People can say spirituality is uh, just being connected to some type of spirit, mm-hmm. inner body, outer body, spirit. Okay. Um, and I'm also going to break it down to, and it doesn't have to necessarily be God. Yeah. 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 For sure. be God, so they just say any type of spirit, you know? Um, <clears throat> so like, you know, people can you just say I'm the spirit, they're a spirit animal. Yeah. Cause they talk about, I'm just in tune with the universe. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That, that's something special. And we hear that a lot, especially right. in, with the new age people that we have. Exactly. Um, and then you also got also religion. Religion is a different type. It's a believing in something. There are rules and all this that, that you have to abide in mm-hmm. for that religion. Um, me, I like to just say that I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. Yes. I don't even go into what type of religion. I was raised in Baptist is what you would say. Mm-hmm. The religion, which kind of go hand in hand, right? Uh, within Baptist, um, <clears throat> but now I go off a of strictly Bible now, and so for that, I'm just a Christian. I don't. Okay. If somebody asks, "Are you religious?" I say, "I'm. I'm a believer. I'm a Christian." No doubt, because that's specifically what I. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that's how I look at it. Religion, religion is to me. Multiple, you have multiple religions. That means you're gonna believe in all these different things, all these different things. Yeah. And people from the outside of what I say, my religion, being a Christian, mm-hmm. um, they may just say the same thing about me. So that's why I don't, you know, that's what religion. When they do religion, I think of it. I just think of all these different things. Okay. Whether I just I'm just a Christian. Okay. I don't believe in one thing, but I know others believe in this, believe the same way in their faith. So. Yeah. That's just my intake on that. And I just want to piggyback off what you said about religion, how you said um, you're a Christian and it's the Bible and you have to abide by rules. And I also believe religion is something that you have to study. Um, mm. You have to continue to brush up your knowledge on, on your religion because um, people will try to sway you away from that. Yes, sir. Um, even those that uh, are the same religion as you, they may say, they may preach the you know, the word different, they may believe something different than you believe, but, or not believe something different than you believe, but they may say it in a different way, or they may try to tell you something that you know isn't correct. So, I'm a, uh, when it comes to me, I feel like I'm religious as well. I'm a Christian. Um, I'm a believer. I believe in God. I believe in the Holy Spirit. So, I go to church. And I don't feel like you have to go to church every Sunday to be a believer um, or to, you know, know the word of God. But as long as you know the word of God and you're living by the word of God, then you're doing something right. And if you are saved, if you've gotten saved before, but we'll get into that later on in the conversation. um, I feel like that's what, you know, being religious is and being a Christian is. Spirituality to me is um, pretty much like you said, um, you believe in a higher spirit. Like a lot of people say like, oh. This is what the universe is doing, and there's nothing wrong with that. I it, I feel like when you're when you're involved with God and when you know God, it's like there's a it's a judge free zone. A judge free zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not supposed to judge other people off of what they believe or what they don't believe, or if they're ignorant or if they don't know anything. You know, you just kind of have to. A lot of people don't like to love. discuss religion yeah, either. You just have to love. Yeah, so you just gotta you know you to accept love. people for who they are. Yes, sir. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. It's, it's not always like yeah, that. Yeah, that's though. how it's supposed to be. Yes, sir. Um, okay, so the next next question is um who influenced you to be religious or spiritual and how so? How did they do so? 
<clears throat> I'll say it's um strictly I'll go ahead and give it to you, my father and my mother. Started there. Um and when I say it started there, that's and you know, and what my belief is, it says in God's word that you know you are to train up a child in the way it should go. Oh yeah. And so that started with my parents. Um, so that when he gets older, they don't depart from it. They don't stray away, you know? So, um, it started strictly there. My dad was a pastor. My mother was a believer. I mean, she still is. They both are. My dad's a pastor. Um, and, um, that was the principles in the house, the foundation of the household, you know? So, um, that's where, that's what, that was my influence. What was the second part of that, that question there? I was just asking you, you know, how 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 did they influence you? Uh, everyday living, everyday living. Um, be I think the 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 difference with my parents, and I know we'll probably discuss and talk about this later in the discussion. Um, my parents didn't just say didn't you know you you don't have the option of not going to church. Like mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't have the option of not going to church, but also within that. You know how back in the day they say, well, you just do what your parents say and you don't question your parents. Oh, yeah, most definitely. I didn't question my parents, but they also did choose to explain. Oh, yeah. That's what their, good their, parents their, do. Their reasoning behind. That's what good parents do. You know what I'm At saying? least that's how I feel because you can't. Kids want to know why. They're, yes, they're naturally curious. Yes, so if you're telling a child to do something, and I don't understand. This is kind of off topic, but I'm going to get back to it. I don't understand why a lot of parents are like, don't ask me why. Just mm-hmm. do as I say. Mm-hmm. And because you don't really want your child to grow up and live his or her life like that, mm-hmm. not asking why. That's because right. somebody could tell them to jump off a bridge, which is an old saying that everybody uses. But I mean, it's true. Somebody could be like, oh, just jump off that bridge right there. And if they don't ask why, then how are they going to know what what they're going what they're gaining from it or what they're not gaining from? It? You know what I'm That's saying? Right. So that I feels like that applies to religion as well. Because if you're like. Okay, you you get up. <clears throat> we're gonna go to Bible study on Wednesday. We're gonna go to church on Sunday, um, so forth and so on. If that child doesn't ask why, or if that's if the child is never, if the parents never explain to that child or children why they're doing this, then how are they supposed to know? And so, um, with me, I feel like my grandma. Uh, I call her my Mimi. She is. She was a big influence um, for me with wanting to you know be spiritual. She always, uh, we. I remember her talking to me when I was very young, like six, seven years old, about teaching me the word, um, teaching me about God. Um, when they lived in these apartments, um, she had she had this doormat that says Jesus lives here, and she would always, you know, discuss that with me about okay, like this is what this means, and you know, G- this is who Jesus is, and this is who God is, and these are these are the reasons that we celebrate this holiday called Christmas, called Easter, um, and things like that. And so then, um, my mom was a very big influence as well. Um, she had me in church, especially like going growing up. I was in this daycare, and the daycare was structured around a church family, so they had their own church. And um, on Sundays, they used to come pick me up from my house and I used to go to church with them like every Sunday. And then as I got older, um, I started to get more like more curious about the word because um, I felt like I was more established, like mentally. And I wanted to know different things like, yeah, I pray. I go to church. But like, what does this truly mean? What am I truly getting from all this? You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And so um I, my one of my good friends who I've who I mentioned um before in previous episodes her name is Katoria mm-hmm. she is really into the word as as well and she's the one um she really played a big role as like as I got older um about how I want, how I view God and the different things that I wanted to get to know about God um she's actually the one that like organized my baptism when I got baptized of uh, my freshman year of college mm-hmm. Um, so her pastor, uh, baptized me and my little brother, actually, we got baptized on the same day. And so that was, that was a, that was a great experience for me. And that's something that I'm glad I did. And I feel like now I'm like, I read the Bible. Um, I read my script. I read my verses every day. They come to my phone. I get a notification. I read those. Um, and my favorite book of the Bible is actually Psalms. Um, I actually got one of the, uh, one of the verses tattooed on my chest. 
It's uh, Psalms 25.5, just guide me in your truth and teach me for you are a God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Mm. And so that's something that sticks with me. Um, That's something that I, I wake up and see every day. And it's just like, okay, like pretty much it's saying like without faith and without trusting God, like who do you have? Mm. When you don't have anybody, you know you have him. So those are who um, who pretty much influenced me into, you know, diving deeper into the word and just being more curious and just wanting to know. Um, so in what ways do you practice? Um, do you practice your religion? First of all, tell the people like what you do. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, before we get into that, I just want to take a couple steps back. Uh, <laughs> since you want to go there. Uh, you said you wake up every day and like look at that scripture in your chest. That means you got to be looking in the mirror at yourself, huh? Yeah. Oh, so you wake up every day and you be checking yourself out? And it make you think of the Lord once you check yourself out? Oh, okay. Back to, uh, <laughs> back to, <laughs> back to, uh, back to the schedule, uh, at hand. Um, I'm just a director of youth ministry, director of youth ministries at Community Missionary Baptist Church. Or Oscar D of Seniors, the, uh, is the senior pastor there. And so, um, I've been blessed, very fortunate to be, um, to be asked to be in this role there. To be a part of the team, the family, and community at Community Missionary Baptist Church. And uh, to answer your question, my daily practices um, with the practicing in my faith are strictly uh, my waking up and my routine once my eyes open. Um, It's not when I get to the church. It's not, you know, any church activities. It's me and my alone time with God Mm -hmm. and just recognition of him blessing me with another day. So I, as far as a practice, prayer, um, prayer is is one of the keys to just to God. Oh yeah, to the kingdom. You know what I'm saying. So, um, prayer hands hands down, hands down. If anything else, as we feel like we're practicing our faith fails or whatever, prayer is always and will always be be there. Mm-hmm. As long as God is, and so, and that's gonna be forever. So when anybody feel like he's not or whatever, or every he's not listening, the key is prayer. And understand he's listening, but prayer is the line. Oh yeah, um, I one hundred percent agree with that. Is the connection so prayer, and then also, um, like you said, daily devotionals, finding out what's best for you, mm-hmm. um. The the one of the good things about technology is right at your fingers to be able to oh yeah have a you don't even have to have a hard right. copy of the Bible right it's you good to have to. one but you don't have to because it's an app called Bible exactly in the market exactly. all you gotta do is download it exactly but then you know some people still kind of old school and like to go purchase the books and everything mm-hmm. which is awesome as well yeah yeah so um like me I just recently got a uh, study Bible um NIV version study Bible. Um, it didn't cost that much at all, but it just breaks down the scripture even more when it's like in your hand. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at it rather than going to the phone. You can flip the pages. Yeah. You can highlight. Right. You know, online, you always got to like go to through back to big, you know, this page, this page, this yeah. page, when you can just have it right there. And um, <clears throat> for a quick reference, but um, so devotionals and then, of course, just for me, um, the devotionals and all those things are kind of like personal study time but then also you can expand it or I try to expand it what I like to do is the small groups mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to say you gotta be a part of a big bible study but just a small group who you can go into the word with you know bounce bounce your thoughts off, off the word with you know with your brethren you know what I'm saying oh yeah some people and when I say brethren it doesn't mean it has to be a literal brother yeah um, for sure it's for women with women but then also co-eds you know it's good to have that so you can get everybody's perspective on that so um so yeah those, those just practicing those daily prayer and then personal time mm-hmm. when I, I with all honesty the personal biblical study time is what I I've struggled with from the you know from the get go I was mm-hmm. raised because I, I was forced back in the day to have to read the bible and reading the Bible just to read the Bible. And, you know, my parents were trying to tell me, you know, this is time for you to study and get to know the word for yourself and all this and all that. 
but they and what it means to you because right. your definition of the word might not right. might not be somebody else's definition of the word. Right. But for me, they were just you know my dad had it to where, okay, well since you don't want to do this, and read yourself. Or he felt if I wasn't reading enough of myself, when I got the video games and stuff, he'd be like, you can't go play a video game unless you read a scripture. I mean, not a scripture, but a chapter. Mm-hmm. So for me, it became now a sport. Oh, yeah. I'm reading the Bible. But the thing about it is the Bible is not like reading a sport just for leisure or whatever. Because you yeah. actually want to soak it in and, and get because to know what you read. Yeah. The Bible tells you to comprehend. Yeah. To meditate on the word day and night. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to read a for a comprehension and understanding. You don't want to read, like you said, just for recreational purposes because exactly. you're not getting anything out it's of it. It's good to read for it because then you owe. But then also, once you connected to God and you give yourself to God, that the Spirit going to be itching at you to find out more. What is this saying? Yeah. So it's not even going to be leisure no more. Mm-hmm. The thing about when you give yourself to God, even when you don't want to do something, the Spirit going to be in you like, hey, nope. I'm going to be, I'm, the Spirit conviction. God, He does that. Mm-hmm. We don't do that to each other. We're not supposed to do that to each other. He does that. Yeah. So the spirit not even gonna let you be where you want to be, because he knows that's the best. That's not the best for you. And you need to, You got things. God got things for you to do. So he needs you to keep keep moving, keep coming. You know what I'm saying? So, Most definitely. No, just to answer that question of daily habits, prayer, and uh, striving to create more a long time with God mm-hmm. and getting into His Word, just talking, like getting into His Word and meditating on it. But then it don't have to be a whole chapter. You got to meditate. Maybe you stuck on the scripture that you just like, man, I need to, I want to make sure I know this. I'm fully understanding it. You can meditate on that mm-hmm. and just stay with it. Go back and forth with it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, that's, 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 and creating that alone time, that personal time to pursue that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To pursue that, 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 that relationship with God. And that's, that's what I'm still having to struggle with today. Cause you know, sometimes life just be, and now working at a church full time, it's different. You know what I'm saying? Because you feel like everything you're doing is for God's glory. So you sometimes you can forget to be like, hold on, sit down and get your own personal time of getting into the Word. Yeah. Because you may have a series that you're teaching to somebody here or you're learning or being taught to you here, but still, you need your spirit may be calling for something else. You may be needing something else that you're going through in life with that the Spirit of God is talking to you with this as well. But you won't get it if you don't have a long time outside of that church time mm-hmm. with, the, with, you know, with your church. So, um, we ain't working in church, but at the same, at the same time, with you just having a full-time job and going to school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With you doing that, you still got to make time. You know what I'm saying? Out of your routine God time, you know, with everybody else. Mm-hmm. You just got to develop a personal routine God time that you got to make time for. And with me, I know you said, um, you said prayer. Um, some, I feel like I, I was listening to one sermon, uh, one Sunday where I was at, um, I forgot what what church that I was at, but I was at some. I was at one church. I think it might have been um, Greater Bethel when I was in San Marcos, or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But the pastor was saying, shout out Pastor Ben. Um, he was saying like sometimes we pray, and we too cute with it. Um, he was like sometimes that prayer that prayer needs to be ugly. Like you need to be down on your on your knees praying. You might shed a couple of tears, and you might you might just really have to ask. You have really have to ask God. Like this is this is what I need from you. Like you the one I'm leaning on. I don't. I feel like I don't have nothing else. I feel like I don't have nobody else, and I'm putting my faith in you. Mm. And a lot of people don't like to don't like to follow God and don't like to pray because faith is something that's not tangible. Mm. You can't touch it. You just got it's something that's just within you, and it says that you need just a, a mustard seed size of faith to believe. Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows how small a mustard seed is, like you know where I'm coming from. Mm. But it's just like sometimes that's that's really all you need, and that's really all you have. And if you want to have that faith, and if you want to believe, and if you want things, you know, if you want good things to happen in your life, then you're gonna believe. And you gonna pray to God and ask Him for those, for those things. And you and a lot of people sometimes they just pray when things are bad. Mm. Um, and I can even say that I'm guilty of that sometimes. It's like okay, like everything going good, so I may slack off and be like, I'm not thanking God for what I do have, like the simple things. Like okay, I'm I woke up this morning because we've seen how how short life can be or how 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 quick life can end. 
and you like, okay, I woke up this morning. A lot of people can't say that. Or I got a, I got gas in my car. I even got a car to drive. I got a job. Mm. Uh, I'm able to, I'm able to put on these shoes that I like to wear. I'm able to put on these clothes because there's people in other countries that wear the same thing every day or don't, don't even have anything to wear. And as I've gotten older, I've started to think more like that because, of course, you know, parents used to say that like, oh, you don't want to eat this food. This kids and our parents always say it's kids in Africa that's starving. It's kids next door that's starving. But we don't really know that because, mm. I mean, we ain't we ain't in their house. We ain't in their life. We ain't in their crib. But it's kids next door that's starving. It's kids that, that, that go to school and that's, those are the only meals that they get. But we don't really know that because we ain't in the crib with them. But now that my now when I when I think back on those conversations that I had with my parents, it's just like or even my grandparents, it's just like, you know, be grateful for what you do have. Um, And that's I feel like prayer is a big thing for me also, because um, you got to you got to pray when things are going good, um, when you got everything that you want or that you need, because without God, if you are a believer without God, you wouldn't have any of that. Um, You got to pray. You definitely got to pray when things are bad, because. You can lean on somebody that's physical, like that's right next to you that you can touch. But when you you may try to lean, you may try to lean on God and you can't touch him. So you may fall, but he's going to pick you back up if you have faith, if you have faith in him. So prayer. Um, and then, you know, I, I read, I read, the I read the word. Um, what else? I, I get those. I, I have those, you know, pray sessions in the car uh, on my way to work mm. sometimes. Uh Listen to that. Listen to Smokey Norfolk, you know, Fred Hammond. Just just thanking the Lord uh, for what he's given me and what he hasn't given me, what he has in store for me uh, and everybody around me. And I feel like sometimes people don't people just sometimes people just pray for themselves mm. and you got to pray for other people as well because other people are praying for you. Yes, sir. And that's where the blessings are coming from. Uh, so it's just a lot that goes into it, man. Um, but you gotta, I feel like you gotta just stay down. Uh, Cause I was, I was, I was Vin. Um, I think it was on like Twitter or something, and one of my homegirls had had said something to me. I, I screenshotted it, and it, it like really, it really resonated with me. Cause she said she was like, um, I think I was saying something about like. Why can't I just be where I want to be right now? Like, why do I got to go through this process? And she hit me and was like, you know, God has a lot in store for you. And if he was to give it to you right now, you wouldn't be able to handle it. So he's building you up for what he has in store for you. So when you finally get it, you're able to handle anything in that situation. And I'm like, I never even I never even thought about it like that. And you really you really dropped some knowledge on me. And at times it's like you really need that because you, especially in the in the stage of life that I'm in right now, it's like a big transition stage. Cause it's like I just turned 23, I got my first job out of college. I'm in grad school, and it's like I feel like I should be doing more, but you gotta humble yourself, or God will do it for you. And you gotta realize like, all right, you know, you you really were you really right where I want you to be. God really has you right where he wants you to be. As long as you working and putting forth some effort to get where you want to be, like, God will get you there. But I feel like prayer doesn't work without action. And that's the next topic that I wanted to go into because, like, people pray to God, people go to church, people do this, people do that. And it's just like, if you're not doing anything to get you to where you want to go, then that prayer or whatever you're doing is kind of useless. So, um, how do you feel about that? <clears throat> Prayer without works. I just translate it into prayer without faith. Okay. It's no point of. It's no point of praying if you're not gonna believe in it. Mm-hmm. Um. But that word believe is very key, though. It is. Like when you say when you said earlier, faith of a mustard seed, right? Mm-hmm. Just imagine though, if, if something's gonna happen. If you just have faith of a mustard seed, why not have faith of an elephant? Faith of that big old mountain over there. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if you had that type of faith in which you give God. And in giving God your life, if you had that faith in surrendering and dying 
to this world and giving your life to God mm-hmm. and allowing him to use you and having faith in that wherever he guides you, whatever he guides you to do, that is because it's a part of his will and he knows that you can do it. He needs you to do it. Like, and it's for him. And knowing that if you're going to surrender your life to him and that's going to happen and you're going to be good as long as you surrender your life to him and live for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, man. Imagine that. And that's what people fail to do is they just, just fail to even think about it. Like, dang, if I had, if I did this, they look at other people like, oh, okay, he doing this and he's, he's, his life is going this way. Why can't, why can't my life be like that? Or why can't I live this? And it's like, okay, you can live this, but what if this isn't what God has in store for you? What if God has something greater in store, but you don't even want to believe you don't even want to have that faith. So. That's why you don't have it. You know what I'm saying? Check this out. If you have the mindset before you even decide to pray that, like, oh, have you ever thought about, why am I going into prayer? If you're a believer, have you ever thought about, like, why am I going into prayer? Mm-mm. I haven't. Be honest with you. But if we're told that whenever we face any and everything in a way to communicate to God, it's prayer. That means if we go into prayer, that means everything's supposed to be fine, right? Mm-hmm. That's what that's what the Bible tells us. Yeah. Right. So we're automatically, oh, I'm going to pray and to God. Okay. Well, then, if that's automatically your conscience, automatically, which is your spirit, automatically is telling you that I'm going to be all right if I do this. Why do we not come out of that prayer, acting off of that? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you're, what you're, you're saying. You're, 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 you're programmed to say, okay, if I have a problem or if something, I need something, I need to go into prayer. Mm-hmm. Because that means it's going to be answered, right? Yeah. So why not come out of that prayer? We already say it's going to be done. Why are we like, man, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hope. Yes, God is of hope, but he also told us that if we pray about it and we fully believe that what we pray is going to be done, then it's going to be done. I feel like I get what you're saying, but I feel like some people want it to happen like right then and there. And when it doesn't happen like right then and there or a few moments after that, after they sent their prayer, they gave their prayer to God. It's like, okay, like I got to be patient. Prayer and prayer definitely, definitely teaches you patience. Uh, Reading the word teaches you patience. Getting closer to God teaches you patience. And I feel like that's what a lot of young people don't have is patience. Because as as I've gotten older, I've realized that patience is very important, um, not just with learning God, learning the word, but just in life. It's just a great skill to have because things are not going to come when you want them to come, but they'll come when you need them to come. If that's what is in store for you, because uh, we often pray for things um, that we want and that we desire that are not even what God has has planned for us. And I feel like that's a lot of our downfalls because we praying for, oh, I want to do this. I want to be like, I want to be this person and I want to have X amount of dollars and I want to live this fancy life. And this was like, God, maybe God has a good life in store for you, but maybe God doesn't have the life in store for you that you have, that you envision for yourself. And you got to follow God's plan. You don't you don't follow your plan because if you follow your plan, then you straying away from what God you straying away from God in general. Mm-hmm. So um, and then I took some notes the last time that I was at church. Because um, Pastor preached a great sermon um, and the moral like his sermon was called. Hell will not prevail mm-hmm. pretty much. And so um, he was pretty much saying like the devil is always trying to tear tear down what the Lord built up. And I was sitting there listening and I was just like, man, like he really preaching because it that community community. What is it called? Com- community community missionary, missionary Baptist Church. Church. Yeah. OK, right. bet. I knew I knew that's what it was. I just had to make sure. But um, I feel like <laughs> I feel like that. That's like that's like a real soulful, like black church. 
especially like with the pastor uh, when I in my first time going was in the middle of Black History Month and the pastor preached uh, he it was a guest it was a guest pastor and he gave us a, a black history lesson within the sermon and I was like dang this is this is what this how this is how it's supposed to be man like um it was a church full of black people and you just you know you just felt at I I honestly with me I just felt at home like okay this is where this is where I need to be this is where I belong like some told me like okay Tyler get your butt up go to church mm-hmm. and I got in there and I was like this this is exactly where I needed to be on this Sunday morning and when you go when you do stuff like that and you and you feel that it's like you know it it makes you want to come back because you're drawn to what the pastor is saying you're drawn to the people everybody was so friendly everybody was so welcoming and like I said I just felt at home but I mean back to the sermon what he was saying he was like um when you are tempted um the de- the devil expects you to fail and when you are tested God expects you to succeed and that's one thing that I really remember because like temptation will try to get you to do something that you know you're not supposed to be doing. And sometimes, you know, you fall in, you fall in that and you do what you're not supposed to do and you suffer those consequences. But the best, the best uh, teacher is experience. So you got to go through things to grow through things. And when he said, when you are tested, God expects you to succeed so t- sometimes God will throw an obstacle at you or he'll try, or he'll throw something else at you to try to, you know, see how you're going to handle that situation. I'm sure you've experienced that plenty of times. I know I have Boy. as well. <laughs> so it's just like, OK, now I God is pretty much asking, like, OK, I threw this at you. How are you going to react to it? Are you going to lay down and just stop right there because you hit a rock in the road or are you going to keep going? Because you know that I've gotten you things and I've gotten you through things in the past and I'm going to get you through this as well if you trust me. So he's trying to get you to get you to succeed. He wants you to succeed. God doesn't want you to fail. The devil wants you to fail. But if you know the difference and if you can and if you can see through the the bull job, then it's like, OK. I'm going to rock with this and I'm not going to rock with that. And then he also said, um, you need stability to stand on the word of God because it is written. And he went, he went on to go into this. Uh, <laughs> he told this little story about how he was trying to get something off the top of the, uh, off the top of the shelf. And he was like, I couldn't reach it. So I got, I got my Bible. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So I got my Bible and I stood on it because God said it is written and I got some off the top of the shelf. (laughs) Bro, I was in church crying, bro. I was crying, laughing when I said I said, bro, you stood on the Bible, fam. I said the Bible is thick, but it's not that thick, bro. It's not that thick. Bro, no, he didn't. I swear. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, he didn't. Hey, Pastor went crazy. I said, no, he did not say this. He realized said that though. He and you should have you should have saw him like he stepped down from the podium. He stepped down from the podium and was like stepping up. Like I stepped on the word. I'm like, bro. bro I wish. It, I'm telling you, it was like a com- it was like a comedian show. Like it. It was really. It was really. It was comical. Like <laughs> and everybody in the church was laughing. Everybody in the church was laughing. But I was like, okay, I get the picture you're trying to paint. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I get it. I get the message. I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, off rip. I knew because that was my first. That was my, that was the first Sunday I heard him preach. So I was like, okay, who, who was it? Um, this wasn't the guest speaker. This was the head, the head pastor. Um, what is his name? I mean, I mean, yeah. Uh, Oscar. Yeah, I heard Pastor Oscar, Oscar Epps. Yeah, okay. Pastor Epps. It was Pastor Epps. Yeah, it was okay. Okay, okay, okay. It was Pastor Epps. Okay, and he's he's crazy. Yeah, he's he 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 country too. He's 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 there. Yeah, yeah. And he's there. I I like that about him though. He's there. I like that about him though. He really he. I feel like he really one of those like 
down south, like country country pastors. He went in today too. He went in today. He I believe it. Today. I believe it. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there next Sunday. He went. He went in today. I'm gonna be there somebody, next somebody, Sunday. Somebody. I was. I was surprised. That I didn't hear from you today by nine forty five service. Yeah. Somebody else was there at nine forty five service today too. For real. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be there next Sunday. Yeah, I was uh, I was at my dad's crib. That's the only reason I didn't come. Yeah, I was really surprised. I thought you probably was there. Nah, when I heard they was there. <laughs> hey, you're funny, bro. <laughs> I'm not. You're funny, bro. And I'm not even finna. I'm not even finna keep playing with you, bro. You're funny. Cause it really, just, it really just, it really just resonated with me about what you were talking about. Cause I was trying to ignore it. I was trying to ignore it. But okay. Anyway, but you know I'm not gonna let you make it though. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> anyway, hey man, hey, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. But anyway, the word of God is written. You started coming to church too at the same time. Oh my God, bro, <laughs> bro, bro! This is not. This is not in the on the agenda. <laughs> This was not in the script. Hey, but God speaks. Oh, speak. so this <laughs> was written. You just gotta listen. Oh my! You God. say you say you listen to Marvin Say right? You say yeah. you listen to Marvin Say. He got a song called Listen. I know. It's, it, it's like shh, listen. Oh, you gotta listen. God. I'm just saying. I just it was just sitting there. Back to what you were saying though. You were saying written standing on the written word. Pastor Epps stood on that word, man. Literally, <laughs> he literally stood on the word, <laughs> and I was like. In my head, when he said that, I was like, Tyler no, T. you didn't. No, you didn't do that. Tyler T, Tyler T, Tyler T. But yeah, man, just, you know, go ahead and go ahead and give me some feedback on all that that I just gave you since you got jokes. I was just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So, see, these, these are my notes from, from. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you said, you said in your notes. You said when you said in your notes, when you're testing, when you're testing, God expects you to see, but the devil wants the opposite mm-hmm. when you're testing. And then you taught on this ability to stand on the word of God because it is written. Look, man, the word ain't going nowhere. It's been here. The word is. The word was. Mm-hmm. And the word is. Mm-hmm. And it's always going to be. Mm-hmm. So. Say that. Something that has never moved, never changed, that was here before you, it's been the same. It was here before your parents. Mm-hmm. Their aunt, their parents, your ancestors. It was the same with them. It's the same with you, and it's and it doesn't and it's not showing any signs of it's going to change. Why can't you stand on it? True. A lot, a lot, a lot of things change. Yeah. In this lifetime, a lot of people change. A lot of things change. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that stays the same is the word, and the word is who God. So why not rely on somebody who has never changed anything that happens in our lifetime that we've gone through, haven't gone through, the word is spoken, the art art is spoken about it. That it's already happened, that it's gonna happen. And it's how and it's how you handle it, right? Mm-hmm. So if something like that never changes, but we we think that life keeps changing, oh this, oh things change, things change, but for some reason it's always an answer in the Bible for what's going on. Why can't you stand on it? Why can't they be your foundation? I would think I would want it to be my foundation. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Agreed. Let me tell you something about that same pastor you were just talking about. Let me tell you. Like, I told you acting up today, right? Mm-hmm. This is what he said. <laughs> I caught it. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. So this joker today, this joker today, I had to, you know, I had to put put it locked up. Gotta have it in our car. Gotta have it locked up. Um, <laughs> this joker today said, "It's imperative to catch hell, before hell catches you." Mm. 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 Do you understand that? What you get from that? To me, that means you got to confront it and be there to recognize that it's there before you get caught up in it and you don't even realize it. Mm. <laughs> that's what. Do you, that's know, what that's, do you know that's a word you just gave right there? 
You know what I'm saying? So, and it, they, you could just preach off of that. And that wasn't even what the... Listen. That man said, it's imperative you catch hell before hell catches you. So just like you said, you should acknowledge something. Handle that something, which is sin. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge that sin. Deal with it. Yeah, you got to. Before that sin deals with you, and when that when sin deals with you, it's death. Mm. So when he sat there and said, "Hell, deal with the hell." So what we think is going on in our life that got us down and put us down in the pit. Let's let's deal with that. Yeah. Let's not run from it. And say it's not there. Because it's always gonna be there. Let's we not think running. we 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 can handle it. Because if we could handle it, we would never got there. Mm-hmm. So we got to give it to God. Mm-hmm. But we got to acknowledge that it, that is hell first. Wow. <laughs> we got to acknowledge that it's hell first That it's eating us up That it's keeping us from God's purpose in our life So whatever it may be Let's be real Tyler Whatever it may be Whether it's women or men Whether it's an addiction mm-hmm. To whatever sin it is Whatever, whether it be money, which is the root of all of the evil, Most definitely. which is what's being taught to our youth, the next generation, the new leaders of the of this lifetime right now, that if you ain't got money, you ain't nothing. And when I say if you ain't got money, they talking about millions. You know, it's, it's, see, Tyler, you say you ain't got to because you know. But you already got millions, so we ain't talking about you, Tyler. See, so <laughs> you, you, what we talking about is nowadays. It's talk. If you ain't got a milli, you're nothing. What are you doing? If you're not trying to go get a milli, what are you doing? But now the youth feel like, okay, well, shoot. I'm look. They looking at mamas and daddies and friends, uncles and uncles who don't have a millions, who you know just living regular lives. What y'all doing? Right, so they like forget y'all. I'm not trying to do none of that. Yeah, I'm trying to get to these millions fast, but that's the problem. That's the rule. They worried about the wrong. They worried about the they, wrong thing at the wrong time. They not acknowledging that that ain't purposeful. Because money, money, because ha- money has no value. This is what I learned in one of my classes that I'm taking. Oh, grad talk school. to him, Money has no value. We as people put value on money. So a hundred dollar bill really has no value. It's printed on the same paper that a one dollar bill is a one dollar bill is printed on. But we going out and we saying and me and my homeboy Justin had this conversation as well. Shout out Jay Jack. Um it has no value. We put that value on money. So that millionaire, yeah, okay, yeah, you got a mill, but in ten years will that same mill be worth the same amount that it's worth in ten years? Cause money value of money depreciates. Mm. So if you got a meal now in ten years, that meal probably gonna be worth maybe like five hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? Because things are gonna get more expensive. People are gonna get richer. People are gonna get broker. And you know what's the crazy part about this? I'll let you explain that. It's crazy how you say things get more expensive, but salaries don't go up. Mm-mm. You catch that? Like things get more expensive, but salaries, rate of pay doesn't go up. Mm-mm. But houses get more expensive, gas prices go up, people still not eating, and they making they got a household income of forty five thousand a year, and you can barely survive on that. Tyler, you speaking right? Um, on. what else? Uh, these car notes going up. They don't want our credit to be good. And when I say are, I mean people that are of darker skin complexion. Um, so we the student loan debt is like, what, a trillion plus dollars? And they still like, oh, y'all still got to pay this back, which is doable. But I mean, if you really want it to be doable, but then you have people that are going to med school, going to, you know, going to grad school. I'm in grad school now and I'm already... 37k in debt so it's already a trillion dollars in debt so that 37k is nothing to a trillion if we being for real but y'all want people to pay that back it's probably people that's dead lord rest their soul that still owe fifty thousand dollars 
But if you go to Canada, if you go to these foreign countries, school is free. But in the U.S., they want to drain us out of money that we already don't have. But, I mean, that's just how society is set up. But you speaking on some truth. Nipsey Hussle said it best. Broke people die slow while the rich get richer. R.P. Nip. So, it's just like, when you when you really set that in, when you really let that sink in and you think about it, it's like, he not lying. That's why you got to go get a bag. And that's part of the reason why a lot of these young people... Coming up or like, oh, I got to go get a meal because they like, if I don't have a meal, what am I going to do? And then they, the music that they listen to has definitely influenced them because they young boy up and they like, oh, well, young boy got this. He flashing his jewelry. He driving these cars. I'm trying to get like him. My parents can't help me get like this. I don't care if they got master's degrees. I don't care if they got doctoral degrees. They ain't got a meal. They might have a few hundred thousand, but I ain't looking at it like that. I don't even know what a hundred thousand is. All I know is a meal. And it's like, to get a meal, you got to have a hundred thousand first. You got to have 10,000. You got to have a thousand first. But they not having people that, they don't have people that expose them to that. And when they do, and when people do come in their lives and try to expose them to why, money matters, they like, eh, nah. Well, that ain't what young boy said. That ain't what young thug said. That ain't what Gunner said. You know what's crazy? That you said those names, I was going to get there. The stories that they tell mm-hmm. to get where they get to, how they started, where they had to start and where they go through, what they had to go through. That came from nothing. Right. The mud. The literal and they, mud. And they had to do illegal things. Yeah. To get where they got. Mm-hmm. That's their story. By the grace of God, they didn't get caught. And they did, they did get caught. A lot of them got caught, but they got off Okay. by the grace of God. Thank you. That's why a lot thank of them you. are thanking God in their songs. Thank but you. And hopefully that they use those platforms, you know, for God's glory. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy thing about it is, you know... Speaking on that with the youth these days, I don't think they, I mean, I know the youth do, they do see it, but these are guys who said because of where they were was the fire for what made them get to where they are now, mm-hmm. right? And this is the only bad part about it to me. They talk about the drugs mm-hmm. and whatever else they had to do, right? But the kids who don't live that life, choosing now to go where they didn't have to go through that mud. Oh, yeah. Right? They didn't have to go through that. They choose now to make their lives like that. Because they like, oh. that that's what's going to ignite Young them. boy got it like that. That's what's going to ignite them to get to where young yeah. boy is. Yeah. And it's like. And, it be, and it's usually the kids that come from good homes, that come from established homes, that come from good parents that are like. Oh no, nah. instead of letting my instead of listening to my parents and being educated and following following the rules and asking questions, let me go sell this weed. I don't gotta sell weed. My parents make six figures, come on. I got everything I need. Even if I don't wanna go to college, I got something to fall back on. I can I could learn a trade, I could learn a skill, and I could make my own legal money. And then I could go purchase some assets. I could go buy some land. I can go invest in some stocks, invest in some bonds. And continue to watch my money grow for me instead of, oh, let me go sell this weed. Then I'm going to get kicked out of school. When What I'm going to get kicked out of school for? I'm making straight A's. And there's a lot of kids you have like that. And then what they go and say, oh, well... Well, Gunna was well, Gunna said this. Well, because they don't listen to the rappers that that's actually telling them, oh, like this is what you need to be on. They listen to the ones that's off the lean, off the Percocets, off the, you know what I'm saying. But they, but they only see they're seeing the the diamonds. They seeing the Gucci. They seeing the Louis, the Prada. They seeing the six bedroom houses. 
but are y'all really taking in what these guys are saying that they went through? And you really got to decipher celebrity life from reality because just because you're a celebrity, I, I feel like oftentimes a lot of people don't realize that celebrities are people too. And they were once regular, just like you. They were once a normal person, just like you. They still are normal people, just like you. They just in the limelight. And they just have assets, intangible things that you currently don't have. But, I mean, that's just how I view it. But I feel like a lot of people don't view it like that. And they, and I feel like they are, they cause their own demise. Why you look sad when you say that? <laughs> Cause I feel like I know some people that's on that. You look real sad, like you was like a movie at the end watching like a sad. <laughs> you got I, real depleted, like your whole head went down. <laughs> I feel like I know some people like that, bro, and I hate to see my people go out like that over a life that you could have had for yourself, and you, you know, chose the wrong path or chose the wrong road. That's why it's key for us. It's key for the it's key for us who do know who know him, mm-hmm. who love him, who choose to live for him, and allow him to use us. And it's key for us to be the example mm-hmm. that God has asked us to be. Um, it's key for us to live the life God has asked us and instructed us to live. The only way to know it. Make sure you the listeners, the only way to know it is by getting into the word yourself. Simple as that. The only way to know it is by getting into the word yourself. Um, I just want to leave this with y'all. Create a personal relationship. A personal relationship with God. Not stuff that's based off your parents. Mm-hmm. Not stuff based off your pastor. Not stuff based off your best friend. Develop your own relationship. To where you are listening and you are connected to God, you are talking to Him yourself, and He knows you in your heart. Just that's the key to any and everything to life, personal relationship with God. Having that is prayer, and what Tyler C say? Get into your word, reading your word. That's why I just want to put in with that, cause that's the only thing. Cause like you said, Tyler, I see why you got said. Cause it's like, dang, how can they not? Yeah. See that. Yeah. And it's like, all you can, what we're supposed to do is pray, mm-hmm. and then live the life the best way we can mm-hmm. that God has instructed us to, according to His will, right? So that friend can hopefully look over there and be like, dang, man, oh man, I see Tyler doing this, Tyler making the sacrifice here, mm-hmm. because. Of his God. And I think when he makes these sacrifices. Not even sacrifices. Tyler's choosing to love that stranger over there. Why is he doing that? Let me ask him. Tyler. Why did you help that stranger do that? Tyler. Why did you feed the homeless? Tyler. Why did you give to the less fortunate? They ain't got to be homeless. They can have a home. But they have nothing inside the house. Mm -hmm. They can have a house. I'm sorry, home is in the heart. They can have a house have nothing inside there. Tyler, why did you donate your whole this, this, and this, and that to them? Well, one, because they can't. I see that, you know, I really wasn't even feeling this, and I can go forward somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I know of them. I know they just need it. So why why not just give it to them and not, and not sell it? Why did you just give? You know what I'm saying? Once, once they start talking, it's easier when somebody comes and questions you about something. It's easier to answer rather than having to go up to somebody, a stranger. Yeah. Which is why we got to walk. If we walk the walk, then God asks us to. People going to come up to you. And when you walk the walk, it's it's easier to talk the talk. Definitely. It's easier to answer. Because people can talk the talk all day, but they walk a different walk than they talking. And... That's what you see a lot, especially with, with the social media age that, that we live in. You can be anybody you want to. But when, when when times when push comes to shove and times really get hard or when your character is tested, it's like, are you really who you say you are? 
or who you're portraying to be. And nine times out of 10, a lot of people, a lot of these people out here aren't who they say they really are. And this is one thing that I've learned in the past two, two to three, maybe four years is that you don't have to expose anybody because everybody is going to expose themselves. They always, people are always going to show their true colors and show who they truly are. You don't have to do it for them. They're going to do it. If they if they talking this good game, like, yeah, I do this, I got this, Tom will tell, like, oh, you ain't really have it like you say you did. And it's okay that you don't, but you ain't even have to front on me like you did. Because I was accepting you for you or what I, who I thought you were, but now you're not even this person who you said you were, so I can't rock with you like how I wanted to. Because you artificial. <laughs> you not genuine. Yes, sir. Sorry, yes, sir. But that's that's just how that go, man. And that that's the note that I pretty much wanted to end on. Um, I know you said knowing God, praying, establishing your personal relationship with God. Nothing that has to do with your pastor or has to do with your parents or your friends. Like, do it because of you. Because you're going to know God differently than... Your parents are going to know God. Your pastor knows God, your best friend, and so forth and so on. And at the end of the day, you all you got. So it's imperative, like Pastor said, that you catch hell before hell catches you. That's tough, ain't it? Hey. Hey, that's the one. That's the one. That's tough. And I said, oh, pra- oh, I had that's to the one. Was t- I said, oh. I might, you know, I might I'm, thinking, I'm thinking it's going to hurt you. Like, well, I got to go through. No, it's like. Wake up. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that that's gonna be a quote that go in my book. I'm gonna put that down in my notes and I'm putting that in the book and I'm quote I'm quoting that. And now they're gonna walk up and tell why you put that in there. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. I'm glad Because I can asked. talk the talk now. Because I'm, I'm walking the walk. I put it in there for a reason and I'm gonna talk the talk. I'm glad you asked. But yeah, I wanna I wanna end it on that note, man. Make sure y'all are establishing y'all relationship with God. Cause this world, this world is crazy, man. Yes, sir. And and oftentimes, sometimes it feel like we in our last days with everything that's going on with the people that we losing, with the guy that we have in presidency right now. Um, and pray for him, y'all. Pray for, not that he do certain things a certain way. That pray for him that God's will be done mm-hmm. and not his. Keep him uplifted. Yeah, most definitely because uh, we got. We got we got a clown in there, man, and uh, the devil once was an angel, and he definitely knew the word. So, you know, like like Cam said, pray for him. Um, but yeah, man, that's the note I'm gonna end on. I'm gonna do a couple of shout outs. Uh, get at me on Twitter at Talk to Me Tyler T. Get at me on the gram at T Town Seventeen. Uh, my website. Talk to me, TylerT.com. Um, shout out to all my church goers. Shout out to everybody that's in the word. Shout out to everybody that knows the word. Uh, shout out to, I said shout out to all my church, church goers. Shout out to all the beautiful women that are in church and that know the word of God. Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> what? Nothing, nothing is more attractive than a heaven praying woman. Tyler, what? What? Oh, my what? Lord. Come you on. see all the... That's where you're going to find a good woman in the church house. Hey, man. Ah. Hey, man. Go ahead and finish. <laughs> hey, man. Like I said, shout out to all the beautiful women in the church house, man. That's worshiping God. You going you gonna to take your gal to church? You going to take your gal to church? What? <laughs> all right, we're not even going to keep going on that note. Anyway, like I said, man. Shout out to everybody that's listening. Shout out to all my listeners, man. I appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Uh, for sure, for sure. Ken, what you got to say, man? Go ahead and give, go ahead and give your shout man, outs, man. Shout, man, shout out to all the believers as well as the non-believers because God loves all of us. Um, and we ready for y'all when y'all when y'all want to be loved and come on over. Holler at us, believers. Come to um, the good side. You know what I'm saying? Shout out. I'm going to go ahead and do it real quick. Because <clears throat> I ain't mine quick. I ain't like Tyler. I ain't got everybody there. Oh, my God. Shout out to uh, Daddy, Mama. Uh, shout out to my... First of all, shout out to my Heavenly Father. Uh, who's blessed us with this opportunity right here. For sure. Um, 
and us trying to walk in obedience. Uh, shout out to God, his son, Jesus, and then uh, his Holy Spirit, who he's has left to dwell within us on this earth. So, um, now, mom, mama, daddy, uh, to the little bro, everybody know him. He just like Tyler, hanging with Tyler. They ain't down that level. Shout out to little daddy, the little bro, um, and the nephew, Matthias, um, and Monty, the family over there. Um, shout out to Wilsons, Linda's, Lambs, Wiley's, Barnett's, Waits. Um, and you already know the Skinner's in the building. Um... <laughs> Texas State, G5D, um, New Bird Baptist Church, Community Missionary Baptist Church, New Life Church, Davidson Boys. Um, shout out to the uh, all the fam, all the church fam. And uh, shout out to the camp, the crew. Um, um, Bro, you shouting out your whole ancestry right now. That's, 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 who, that's who we be. <laughs> and you talking about me. You Tyler T. You talked to you talk to Tyler T. Anyway, you had a world. Anyway, bro. You had a world. Can I finish? Continue. Did I interrupt you like that? Can Continue. I finish? Continue. Shout out to all the besties. Y'all know y'all besties. Y'all know y'all fan love y'all. Um, the besties. And uh yeah, you know what? But um Um But yeah. And you know uh money, uh drizzle, you know what I'm saying? Everybody lit. Shout out to lit. Um, <laughs> they know who they be. And oh yeah, man, here God is great, y'all. Love on each other, man. That's what the world needs. Love, y'all. Love. Don't judge. Love. Hey, Boosie said, if you love your brother, hug your brother. I better get a hug from now on top. He didn't say he didn't say brother though, but he said something else. Yeah, that, I should get but, a hug from now on top. Bro, man. it shouldn't it shouldn't be only. Hey, bro, get somebody a hug, love on somebody, man. <laughs> Me and Cam, bro, we out of here. I ain't finna keep playing with this clown. Here we are, man. God bless.